Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. In-house employers, almost all of them. Why in the world? Who cares if you're an associate? Like all the time, where I discuss these things, attorneys can are really five these camps. Smaller law firms also have less financial leverage. So large law firms are stable because they're built on multiple pillars and have different practice areas. As everyone knows, a corporate can get very slow. When corporate gets slow, commercial litigation often picks up. And so the, or, or IP litigation. And so law firms that were relying on uh, one type of business for everything suddenly um, are able to uh, rely on another and that keeps things going. So boutiques may just be in one practice area. So if corporate or patent or whatever slows down, they're going to be prone to going out of business. And they go out of business all the time. We have in our database, I don't know, 50,000 law firms, and we're communicating with them all the time. And these law firms are just consistently going out of business and disappearing. So every week, like we'll get these email bounces and one or two or three or five or 10 will have gone out of business over the past week. It's just what happens. And most of them are smaller firms. And so with fewer practice areas, they don't have the stability to keep you employed when things get things, bad things happen. The other thing for you under, to understand is if you go to a boutique, if you want to go in-house, if you ever want to go to another firm, you're going to have a much more difficult time getting into a larger firm than you might otherwise have or an in-house compared to what a large firm would be. Everybody knows what it means to work at a great firm like DLA Piper or Dermot or something. Everyone knows what that is. But when you're with a boutique, I don't know. It's not a brand. It's not something the big companies are using. And, and so most in-house employers, almost all of them, are going to hire from a, a big firm or a bigger firm that they've heard of than some boutique that they don't know anything about. And then uh, at a boutique, you're also going to have a much more difficult time bringing in significant clients. Just as you're very aware of brands, law firms, so are clients. Clients are very aware. They want to say, hey, we use this big firm or we use this big firm. And that has a lot of cachet. It makes them feel uh, special and it looks better for them to use it. It looks better for the general counsel to use it. This is just how it is. And large companies that have a lot of business are typically going to go with large full service firms instead of boutiques or their important matters. So what does that mean? That means if you go to work in a boutique, that you're likely almost certain uh, to be with a firm that um, where it's going to be much more difficult for you ever to bring in large clients. And if you can't bring in large clients, you're not going to be able to ever make the kind of money you want to do. And, and, and you may be stuck at a certain level. Uh, so that's very difficult. And But because of the lower billing rates, now this is very important, you will be able to bring in smaller clients. And those smaller clients will be clients that are of a caliber that you might not otherwise be able to bring if you were working at a at a smaller at a larger law firm. So larger law firms are limiting because if you want to go to work at a huge Chicago firm and you want to make partner, they're going to expect you to bring in very big clients. But if you're in a boutique with lower billing rates, this actually can give you a lot more employment stability. You just need to understand the advantage of, of what what that is. Working for smaller clients is also going to probably make you less money, but not always. Uh, if you have business, you're going to have a lot more ability to make money from that. But boutiques don't have the same pricing power as other people do. So this is another thing that um, a lot of associates and other people are concerned about. They want to, they, they feel like they're not give, given enough authority. They want to run deals. 
They may want to take depositions early in their career. They may want to go to court. Who knows? But they often feel they don't have enough authority or responsibility. And so not having enough authority and upset about this is actually good from the perspective that it shows you're ambitious, hungry, and want to improve. Believe it or not, there are a lot of attorneys that are, I was talking to one the other day that was um, trying to do a completely different practice area. And I was like, why are you trying to do that? And he said, I like being a litigator, but I think I should do transactional work because I'm afraid to go to court. And so there's a lot of attorneys out there that uh, really limit themselves in the practice areas they're in. But you know, not having enough authority is often not a good reason uh, to, to leave. I work with partners, for example, that have 25 years, that are 25 years out of law school and practicing with major American law firms that have never done a trial. I've seen associates doing litigation in law firms that have never taken a, a deposition of a party. And they may have taken them of witnesses and things, but never of a party to a lawsuit. And a lot of corporate attorneys are experiencing experience the same sort of lack of responsibility or in their careers. And the largest law firms, the lack of responsibility and authority is actually a sign that the work is done, being done in a very careful, plotting way. You're learning almost wax on, wax off at Karate Kid, where they were teaching these fundamentals before other things are done. You're learning a lot of stuff earlier in your career. And because you're not getting responsibility, doesn't mean you should look for a job. It means you're being drilled in the fundamentals. And keep in mind that if you start your career at age 25, you will be practicing. Think about the two presidential candidates. Each of them is over 80. So you can practice this career for 55, 60 years. And just because you're not given some authority early in your career is not a bad thing. And by the way, the people that have authority are partners. So what that means is that means as you're, if you're an associate or a senior associate or a counsel, you're essentially a soldier. So soldiers do what other people tell them to do. When you become a partner, you become a general and you can tell other people what to do. But that's just how it works. And even a general still has to report to other generals and higher ranking generals, which is how a law firm works, but that's just how it works. So another reason to leave is when attorneys have um, eight plus years of experience and they don't think they're gonna make partners, make a partner in their firm, but they're not being asked to leave, they, they often will leave. Uh, and when they may actually be making over half a million dollars a year and, and they're, they're billing not even a, a ton of hours. So I speak with attorneys like this all the time and they're often unhappy because they think they're not going to become partners in their current firms, yet they're not being asked to leave, and the firm is actually happy with them. And um, in a situation like this, um, you need to be very careful. There's generally no reason um, to look at other firms and see what is out there because you don't have the political and relationship capital. Um, I always recommend that when attorneys are in the state that they uh, be careful about leaving because the amount of money that they make as a senior associate is often going to be actually more than they're likely to make in-house or with a smaller law firm. And, and then they have the ability to perhaps be made part of. You just don't know. But if a law firm is keeping you around as a senior attorney, it's very important to do the cost-benefit analysis on whether or not you should leave and if the cost is greater than the benefit. I had this interesting thing happen, I don't know, it was a few months ago, and I was talking to a, a woman that was like a, a 17th or something ridiculous, 15th year associate at a big New York law firm in Los Angeles making, I don't know, something crazy, like $670,000 a year. And she wanted to look for a job. And I'm like, why in the world? Who cares if you're an associate? Like, you're never going to get paid that much in house. No law firm uh, is going to pay you that much unless 
you have a lot of business. So if I were you, I would stick with this forever. And because what is the cost benefit analysis? Now, she's uh, not going to make partner. They told her they want to make her partner. They told her they won't even make her counsel. But but if you go someplace else, you're just not going to have that. But what attorneys do, by the way, is they get upset with their role and then they leave. And where they leave, there's not as much money and they don't have the political capital and no one protects them because they've been at a firm for 15 years. They're not going to get fired, but they go someplace new and they don't have that. I would guess that about half the attorneys um, that leave large law firms at a senior level, they tend not to last very long in their next jobs and they don't have situations that are as good as the next one. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. Often, if you commit to a law firm and you've been there 12, 13 years, they will tell you, if you do this, we want to make you partner. If you do this, we'll do it. But sometimes attorneys often will talk about how they want to start businesses. Young attorneys will do this. Older attorneys will do this. But one thing to think about if you're senior and you want to start a business is that most businesses, if you have a business and it's generating, and you're making $500,000 a year in a law firm and you start a business that's doing $5 million a year and you have a 10% profit margin, which is actually good for a business, but all the hassle and work of generating, of having a business, you're only able to make 10%. And maybe the next year you'll make 3 million. Right? Then it's not always, doesn't always make sense uh, to leave. And, and in a law firm, you're a business. You're an individual little business saying, this is what I'm going to charge for my services and think about it that way. So it's thinking about alternatives and what they are before making a move. And a lot of times attorneys will also move because they want a title. And that can actually make sense in a lot of cases. Like I've met lots of attorneys that have left their firms because they wanted a different title and they and they felt that if they got a different title, that would mean something to them. And and it's possible that attorney that's helpful. It actually sometimes it's a good idea. And even if you're a counsel level attorney at a big law firm, you can often move to a large another large law firm that's not quite as prestigious. But just thinking about these options is very important because if you make, if you become a, a, a counsel, I mean, a partner level attorney at a small law firm, I mean, at a large law firm, in most cases, that law firm is going to want you to be something. That law firm is going to expect you to make a partner to bring in business at some point. So that's going to be even less stability if you don't bring in business. A lot of people are unhappy and think it's because of the law firm. And it's important to understand that a lot of attorneys aren't happy. And this may actually mean that the, the law firm completely is not for you. Uh, you know, stress, disappointment, anger, depression, substance abuse, and health problems are, are, are on par for a lot of attorneys. 
And there's also something else that I want to bring up too. Um, a lot of attorneys, they're unhappy even before uh, they become attorneys. Now, it's not the rule or the norm. Most attorneys actually become unhappy during law school when this problem starts, but a lot of them are unhappy before they even uh, become attorneys. And, and so what they do to cope with that unhappiness and these negative feelings is they throw themselves into schools to, or school to distract themselves of their problems, and, and they're basically unhappy to begin with. And, and using school as an outlet to have some certainty and control in their lives when everything, when maybe their lives aren't great. And you need to work really hard uh, to get into a good law school. You need to work harder than others and be competitive and, and really uh, want to achieve something. And um, a lot of attorneys, regardless of the firm they're at, have histories of remarkable achievement. They're maybe Phi Beta Kappa or Coif, and, and there's nothing wrong with this. But if you have this sort of drive many times, you're trying to prove something. You're trying to prove it uh, to your parents. You're trying to prove it to people that had doubts about you when you were younger, to teachers that said you'd never amount to anything. I know that I had these reasons for being very motivated. And, and the problem is that you think you're going to get to a law firm and that's going to solve everything. But it's actually many times the exact wrong environment for someone that has these problems, this background, because um, instead of you know feeling important, and, and you're, you're actually going to be in a position where, where you're exposed to stresses and things that brought you to the law firm in the first place. And most of the successful attorneys I've ever spoken to and worked with, a lot of them are frankly very balanced, but more than I would say 50% of them have all sorts of issues that they're trying to prove to parents, people that didn't believe in them, friends or people that called them nerds when they were younger, beat them up or things that maybe their family lost money. Who knows? Uh, and uh, their family was something. And so they're trying to prove something. And a lot of attorneys are very unhappy. And you don't know if the problem's a firm or whether a happiness is coming from something to do uh, with the attorneys themselves, but it's a difficult topic. And, and I'm glad you're listening to this because the makeup of a lot of these attorneys, the, being in a law firm is not something that's going to solve it. And I have conversations um, with attorneys all the time where I discuss these things and, and I find deep-seated issues where, they're, where they get very defensive and when you bring up certain things. And in some cases, I've lost candidates when I've tried to get to the bottom of this because the, you're, when you're bouncing around from job to job because you're unhappy about things that maybe the law firm didn't cause, you're jumping around is not going to solve this. A change of scenery isn't going to solve it. But one of the things that they often talk about, I remember there was a friend of mine that was an alcoholic and, and I was out with he and another woman and, and her parents, one of her parents had been an alcoholic and, and we were in a bar basically. And he was talking about how he wanted to move here and move back and move and get out of Los Angeles and move to a small town. This, and she said, and when he got up to go to the bathroom or something, he said, this is what all alcoholics do. They think that if they make a geographic change, then their lives are going to be better and everything's going to come better. Well, attorneys do the same thing. And, and again, this is this woman where she said her family would constantly move from town to town and, and think things would be better. They'd make new friends and everything. But this is just an alcoholic type thing. And this is something, the fantasy that a lot of people have with law firms. And so there's reason to be unhappy, but a lot of times you need to examine if there's something in your background that's making you feel like that. And then a lot of times people want to move because they think they'll be happy in another practice area. So they think 
I don't like corporate law. I want to do litigation. I don't like litigation. I want to do corporate. I don't like litigation. I want to do environmental. And it's very important uh, to understand that a lot of attorneys will try to say they're unhappy in a practice area. And people want to do this all the time. I see resumes with this all the time. People are unhappy with their existing practice areas. And there are big differences between different practice areas, but not a lot. Early in your academic career, people may develop different aptitudes. So some people will be interested in science and numbers, some will be interested in reading and writing. And then, and then typically, if you're really good at English and reading and writing, you will major in history, anthropology, English, that sort of thing. And if you're really good at math and science, you'll probably major in something related to that, like economics or something. But at the most simplistic level, people are generally either a numbers person or a verbal person. And people, they look at your brain and they can say, they can figure out what you're motivated towards. And, and science and numbers people, if you're that kind of person, you're typically going to graduate, you're going to do best or like more naturally be interested in things like real estate, corporate, tax, patent, project finance, and things that involve that. And if you're verbal, you're typically going to be interested in litigation, employment, antitrust, and criminal law. And the thing is, this is just important to understand, is people that are really good at English and things can notice those skills in people that would be as well. And they almost grab, they almost naturally gravitate towards one another. And it's the same thing with people with these number disciplines that are really good. They can, they can gravitate, they understand what each other, that the people that are like. The only reason uh, to switch practice areas, in my opinion, is because of these two reasons. So if you're corporate and you're more verbal, then yes, you probably should be in a verbal discipline. If you're more math and science and stuck in or, or whatever and litigation. Uh, most corporate type attorneys would never want to do litigation, then you probably should switch practice areas. But other than that, uh, most practice areas are pretty much all the same. Employment is just the same kind of back and forth fighting uh, or family law that, that is in litigation. And if your mind is in a different bin, then yes, you should switch practice areas and we'll be happier. But other than that, you're going to be switching for the wrong reasons. So switching practice areas generally is not going to make you happier. And it's Typically, early in an attorney's career, they'll think, wow, this is stressful. Maybe I should switch practice areas. Maybe that's the reason I'm getting bad reviews. But most of all, you know, the, if the person is in like a verbal and they're verbal or they're in a, a transactional and they're transact numbers, and then they're in a the practice area is perfectly fine. The only thing that's not fine is trying to switch practice areas because there's not going to be any noticeable difference. So sometimes people will say, oh, I like litigation, but I think I would be happier doing employment. That's actually fun. That's okay. But but law firms, but there's really, you're doing pretty much the same thing and you're not going to be noticeably happier or unhappier if you're doing another practice here. A lot of people will say they're bored and they want to, and they enjoy looking for a new position, meeting new people, selling themselves and the thrill of getting interviews and offers. There literally is a dopamine type rush that people seem to get from doing this. I don't know what it is but they get very enthusiastic about moving employers and they think that the next time is going to be the best. And they move around between firms like this, often because of the same reasons we covered earlier, like they may have been in a position where they are, they feel like they're criticized or they don't feel liked anymore. It gets boring. And then they suddenly revert to looking for a job because it's something that they understand and feels good. And a lot of attorneys will apply to firms and Hawaii and uh, Alaska and all over the world because they're thinking of what it would be like to work in these different places. And, and I think these geographic moves are, 
are often not the, the best. I think people should do their best to stay in the markets as long as they can. When you're in one market, you're learning and you're developing relationships and not develop, and you're never developing roots when you move. You have to start all these relationships and your reputation all over. In some cases may be a good idea, but generally it's not unless you're going home, which in case, you know, from where you're raised or there's no work in your market. But the problem is that if you are bored all the time in moving firms, firm law firms will not, are going to be unlikely to trust you. They'll know you're just a mercenary and are likely to do it again. And being bored is no reason to move. I mean, you need to find ways to be excited about your job and not bored there and do things that interest you and find things that interest you. And then you also need to find things outside of work that will give you experience. So this is another one, just working in-house. As I told you earlier, I might have spent a lot of time on this. People believe that if they go in-house, there's going to be less stress, and therefore they should look for a job, and they're going to be happy and have more free time on the business side of the clients. I've written a lot about this elsewhere, and I encourage you to read this article. There's an article that discusses going in-house right here. But basically what happens to most resumes of people that go in-house is they go in-house and and they eventually go in-house. Sometimes they're at the in-house job for a year, sometimes two years. They see that things aren't done as well in-house as a law firm. They may be, or they may not have enough work or the, the let's talk briefly about this. If you go in-house, you're in a cost center, not a profit center. Meaning the law firm, the company has to pay you whether or not you work or not. You typically are not generating income like other people are. You're likely to let go when the company merges, goes down, moves, a new, G, a new GC comes in, a new CEO comes in, and or the company goes out of business. When you're in a law firm, you're actually generating revenue, so you're more likely to keep your job. Most people that go in-house do not stay a long time, but they typically, their first job, they might be only there a couple of years, then they leave. And if you thought it was difficult to get a job, an in-house job when you're in a law firm, it's even more difficult when you're coming from another in-house job. And, and all the skills that are valued inside of a law firm are often not like risk averse, meaning finding fault and things and making arguments are often not as popular when attorneys get inside of companies because you're seeing people break the rules. You're not taking and showing them solutions. And you're basically unliked, like your fear because people want to do things to make money, but you're preventing them. And so the young in-house attorneys make this mistake all the time. They get out of the company many times. They say, oh, it's unethical because companies are all bending rules. If you read the news, every company is in trouble. Amazon's in trouble this week for from an antitrust suit. Google had antitrust suits. Like every company, crypto company, every bonds, everyone's leaving. I mean, all this stuff, companies are impossible. Law firm, law firms are much more stable than companies. And you'll realize that when you go in-house. So what happens, you go in-house and law, attorneys will go in-house from a large law firm or any law firm. And typically there's just all these different moves. And eventually what happens is I see the resumes because they're on my resume revision calls and the resumes are all like the person's, you'll see that they were done by like a professional resume outplacement company because what's happening, usually probably paid for by the last employer is in-house attorneys are just discarded and like crazy. And not only that, but you don't ever generate business. And just as in law firms, there's a preference for young attorneys for jobs. There's also a preference for the same thing in in-house jobs. It's very difficult to get a job once you go in-house. It's companies and law firms uh, all want to hire younger people. 
They want to hire people directly out of law firms that have those skills, that are younger and have them. And once you go in-house, you're just going to have a very difficult time getting jobs. Uh, your skills are going to deteriorate because jobs of um, in-house attorneys are often to refer people to outside counsel. They get very good at it. And that continues. And the work quality, because you're not surrounded by other attorneys that are having, expecting to do the best work, is going to deteriorate. And you can't go back to a law firm. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. Law firms never, almost never, will hire an attorney from an in-house job to come back to a law firm. It just doesn't happen. And again, the companies are not fans of their in-house attorneys. The in-house attorneys help people running the company what they can't do. This is what they're paid to do. But it's just the more negative you are, the more you're disliked. And, and so you often feel isolated. People will avoid you. And you also lose control of your career. You won't have clients. Clients are what give partners and law firms control because they can take those clients and go elsewhere. They, all, they have a business, meaning you, if you work in a law firm and you have clients, that's a business. When I left the law firm as a third-year attorney, a fourth-year attorney, I had a business. I had at least a few hundred thousand dollars in work, the people that would actually pay me, but I could rely on. And had I stayed longer, I would have developed more business. But if I'd gone in-house, I would have thrown away that business and that opportunity. So there's a lot of dangers from that career choice. I just want everyone to, to understand that. The other big one is having a mentor at your current firm. If you have a mentor at your current firm and someone looking out for you, then you really be, ought to be careful about leaving. People get jobs. Uh, people become partners in law firms because they have mentors. People often will have their whole careers made by having an older mentor that gives them their book of business when they leave. And then the person suddenly has this big book of business. I was talking to an associate not too long ago that had moved firms with a partner she was with three times in seven years. And that same partner had moved three times in the seven years. And what happened to that partner is he would get to a firm and he would bring her along and a few other associates. And then the firm would typically guarantee him a certain pay, like for his first year, second, first and second year. And then they would renege on it after a certain period of time very common, and then he would move to a new firm. And when she told me she wanted to move firms without her, without him, I was like, you're crazy. Like, the last thing in the world you should do is go to a firm without this guy, uh, because he was going to make her partner eventually, whatever firm he was at. He liked her work, and she had job security. Uh, obviously, she was doing good work, or he would have not kept taking her along, and he kept asking her to go along. So if you have someone that's on your side in your firm, and that has your back, it's going to be a huge challenge, if not, if not impossible, for you to find another mentor again. Because if you have someone protecting you, this is a huge advantage. If someone's protecting you, this means your career is safe as long as this person has your back. I can think of so many instances where when I was practicing, I would see certain associates working directly with a really powerful partner. All of them made partner because they had someone on their back. So it's very important. You can have a really good career just because one person has your back. Many times it has a lot of power. And then sometimes the firm is telling you you have a future and then you decide to leave. If a firm's telling you something like that, 
And if you really believe they mean it and they have reason for saying that, then you have to be very careful about leaving. Because if the firm likes you and you have enough work, then you're going to have a future there. And, and if the firm's telling you that, then you have to be think about, is it, does it make sense for me to leave? Now, there are reasons to leave, which could be a bigger firm, more opportunity, and you have clients, and the clients would be happier. But you have to be able to find a firm that's going to like you. And often, when you go to a new firm, you may not have that ability. Or you may be a threat to people that were summer associates there and doing other things. Before most people get married, for example, they do have a lot of relationships with a lot of other people. And but most many relationships do not work out. And because they don't, most people marry the first person they date and find something that works. If you're in a relationship with some, because they found something that works. If you're in a relationship with a law firm and it works and, and you're doing well, then you ought to be very careful about starting at a new firm uh, because in the new firm, you may not have a future. And having a future in a law firm is really dependent on people liking you, having an important practice area, being told you're doing good work, and having a good cultural fit. And cultural fit, by the way, is huge. So if you are clicking with a culture and you feel comfortable there, that people make you feel comfortable, then the last thing you should do is you're going to have a very hard time finding that. And culture is a, you can feel culture when you walk into someplace. I can feel culture when I walk into different companies and law firms. And it's just a feeling that people pick up. And if you're in something where that's good, then then that's important. So a lot of people would like to have this idea that they want to try another career before committing to a law firm. If you do that, you will almost always never uh, be able to go back to a law firm. So you have pretty much one shot if you're in a law firm. You can go to other law firms and be okay. But once you leave the law firm world, it becomes almost impossible to come back. That's like telling other people, and this could work out, that you want to see other people for a while and then try to start up again. Now, that can work out, but but generally that doesn't. Uh, it can, uh, but uh, law firms, uh, once you've decided to leave, you're most likely going to leave again. There's a rule. Uh, there's all these rules that that I've encountered that I've, but the biggest one is never rehire someone. If you rehire someone, they're always going to leave for the same reasons they left the last time. And by the way, law firms almost exclusively hire from law firms. So I've been in this business for 25 years, and um, I can tell you with almost 100% certainty that you're going to be 99% better off if you want to get a job at a law firm coming from a law firm. Even taking a federal clerkship or something during your third or fourth year, fifth or sixth of practice and trying to go back to a law firm can be a little difficult. So um, if you're in a law firm, uh, you need to make it work and you really only get one shot. So once you leave a law firm, the law firm's concluded, that's not what you want. You want something else. And if you come back, you're probably going to have the same conclusion again. And it's not worth them investing in you. They'll invest with someone that's coming with a law firm. What would you do? Um, if you had the choice to, to do something, whether it looked like it was permanent or get involved with someone or whatever, where the, the person was definitely interested in people like you as opposed to something else, you, you have to think about that. It is possible, by the way, to leave and take a very important position in government if it's high ranking. Some people go to work in different branches of the government, international trade and things, and then want to come back. And if you have rare experience, it can, can work, but not always. So most of the time. And um, a lot of times people will leave these firms like Sullivan and Cromwell and go to incredibly important positions in government and then be able to come back. But it's rare and it doesn't occur very often. 
attorneys can are really classified in these camps and they're junior associates, mid-level associates, senior associates, and partner-level attorneys. To become a mid-level associate takes about can take about five years generally before you become competent. And again, if you are trained and being paid during this period, this is a good deal. Like you are developing skills, ways of thinking, access to large clients, and all sorts of stuff that you're never going to get later in your career because no one's going to take the time to do it again. And once you leave it, you lose that connection. You can go to another firm, but you're better off pretty much most of the time staying where you're at if it's good. And the same thing goes for smaller firms. If you are doing, you could be doing all sorts of practice areas like consumer facing, whether it's trust in the states or social security law or whatever it is. At a smaller firm, you still want to learn. You want to learn how they get business. You want to learn where, how to talk to different types of clients, what clients are likely to pay, what aren't. So whatever practice area you're in or whatever firm, it doesn't mean to be a large firm. You can always be learning. And if you started a new firm, it's not going to change uh, the fact that you're in training, but a lot of stuff is it's going to be difficult. It may make it more difficult because the law firm knows that you may leave and, and so they're less likely to give you a lot of things that they might if you stay. So if you leave a law firm during this period and go in-house or into the government or something else entirely, you're never really going to learn how to practice law if you leave early in your career. And all this experience and training that you could get that would make you a better attorney are often going to go to waste. And mid-level attorneys are often making the mistake when they start do, when they, when they start to know what they're doing and when they start to become profitable. But not always. If you leave as a mid-level attorney, you can often get into a much better firm. So if you are doing a practice area that's very active and, and you're at a smaller to mid-sized firm and you've gotten that training, then yes, then that may make a, a lot a, a big a, a big. But if you started at firms as a summer associate and you go through this whole thing and then um, leave during this time, it can be it can be disadvantages. Law firms love the idea of people that started out there early, whether out of law school or as summer associates and have continuity and know how things work. And if you do that, it, it can really be a huge benefit. And senior associates often get uh, restless. They're concerned they won't become partner. Um, they're concerned they should be doing something else. They're not being paid what they think they should be doing, but they're not being asked to leave. And often that's a mistake. Law firms want to keep you uh, up in the air about what's going to happen. The only reason to leave at that level many times is if you don't have a mentor or you don't see a future there. But uh, most of the time, you, you have to be very careful about leaving and be very deliberate about what you're doing. They're not usually going to fire you and ask you to leave right away. They may give you six months and they give you a year. So you're always going to have time uh, to find something. And they'll give you usually much more than three months. And, and there's harm or no harm in looking for a job if you don't have to. But if there's not pressure to leave, then there's really um, no problem. And the same thing goes for income partners. They're going to have a difficult time. Partners with business have business reasons. And I'm not really going to criticize that because there often are very uh, good reasons. But the point is, if you leave jobs for the wrong reasons, it's going to harm your career. And if you're going to switch jobs and you really need to know um, what you're doing uh, before you do. And I believe uh, firmly uh, because I see this. I mean, I see this from a uh, 30,000 or 35,000 foot level that uh, firms and careers are often very much harmed by moving for the wrong reasons than they are by staying. So very important. Moving can be fun, can be exciting. Uh, you can find new things to like about the new firm that you might not have liked at your existing firm, um, but you may actually be setting yourself up for something that doesn't benefit you in the long run. 
That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. Thank you.